Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. I do podcast episode two. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Hey, everyone. We're excited to introduce our guest today, Jonathan Asley. Jonathan Asley of Understand Men Now 
is a dating and relationship expert, defender and protector of women's hearts around the world. He helps women transform from attracting Mr. Wrong and defining their Mr. Right. Jonathan, a successful entrepreneur, coach, speaker, and author of two amazing books, Understand Men Now, The Relationships Men Commit to and Why, and Online Dating Secrets Revealed. Jonathan lives in Southern California, has two teenage boys, was single, and recently met the love of his life on Facebook. Well, we've given our listeners a, just a little overview. So take a minute, tell us about yourself, how you got to be on this path of being a relationship expert. It's a very cool story, and uh, why you enjoy doing it. Well, first, I want to thank you both, Sarah and Chase, for allowing me to be on your show. I was so excited when you asked me to participate, and when I heard your story, I was thrilled to be on here. So I wanted to start with a bit of gratitude and say thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, well, so how did my story begin? <laughs> well, I, I want to be honest. I was an insurance broker for what seemed like a lifetime, and I went through a divorce and found myself back out in the dating world, and it was so different from when I was dating way back when. And I was like, I'll be honest, I kind of became addicted with online dating. I became a serial dater, one date after another after another. In fact, my first year, I went out on over 100 dates. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And really, they're meetings, you know. So let's clarify. You know, they're not real dates. They're meetings because a real date happens when you want to ask them out the second time. But what was happening was along the lines was I was communicating with women in a way I hadn't communicated before. I started to become, I became fascinated when they started to share their stories of their past relationships. All of a sudden, I wasn't really dating. I was actually just gathering information because I was thirsty to learn what would it take to create a better relationship. And in all these conversations with women, sometimes lasting two, three, four, five hours a night, I never even met them. It was just connecting online, talking. All of, a something, all of a sudden, something interesting happened. They would call me up or email me and say, Hey, Jonathan, I need your help. I've got this date with this guy I'm meeting next week. Will you check out his profile and tell me what you think? <laughs> so I go, Okay, I'll check out his profile. And I went on his profile. And I go, Well, I, you know, I see this, this, and this. You know, whatever I just caught my fancy at that moment. And they'd say, You know, Jonathan, I've been talking to this guy for a week. He's nothing like you described. I said, Go on the date. Tell me what happens. Sure enough, they go on the date, the date would end, the car door would close, the frantic text message in bold letters, Jonathan, can you talk? <laughs> you know, it could be a Thursday night at 11 o'clock, can you talk? And I'd get on the phone with them, and they go, you know what? He was exactly the way you described. And Sarah and Chase, this wasn't happening just once. This was happening over and over and over again. And I realized I kind of had a knack for what I call profiling guys. And are you familiar with the FBI and how they have profilers for serial killers? <laughs> a little bit. So I can profile serial daters, serial monogamous, nice guys, bad boys, and the guy look, looking for a serious committed relationship. So I said, you know what? Everyone says write a book. So I wrote my first book, Online Dating Secrets Revealed. And I put it up on a website I, started, I put together a little tab for coaching saying I can help you with dating and relationships and understanding men. And all of a sudden, I threw my you know, insurance career out the window, started to follow my passion, helping women attract love in their life, understand men, and ultimately create partnership just like the two of you have. So that's 
kind of my path to this uh, journey of uh, becoming a dating relationship coach to, for women. Well, that's an awesome story. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool how you got where you are. Thank you. Well, our topic today is how long do you wait for a guy? Mm. <laughs> now, Chase and I can really relate to this topic uh, because I waited for him for quite some time, but we can talk about that later. Okay. So the, the million-dollar question for all my ladies out there, how long do you wait for a guy, Jonathan? You know, that's a great question. How long do you wait for a guy? And, and I guess that, that has many facets to it because what are we waiting for? Is it waiting for him to pop the question to get married? Is it waiting for commitment? Is it waiting for exclusivity? There's kind of a couple different layers of, you know, relationship, I'll call it kind of doors to commitment. And so I'm a firm believer that in the beginning stages of dating that, if you're going to be intimate physically, then I think it's fair to, you know, desire exclusivity and monogamy. So that's one level of commitment. And if a guy can't kind of, you know, declare that level of commitment, I wouldn't wait too long for him. You know, I wouldn't put a lot of stock into that guy that can't make that first level of commitment. You know, after that, it changes. And I'm going to give you kind of the understand men perspective. Men rarely can make a full-blown commitment until they feel solid in their own life and they feel grounded. And the more solid and grounded they feel, the more they are attuned to their purpose in life and really have a clear path of where they're going, it's going to be very difficult for them to take on, you know, someone else along the path. So much of this has to do is how secure is he in who he is and where he's going in his life. And so the question I ask women is, how long do you want to wait? Because if your desire is strictly a level of commitment and not a level of partnership, then you're already going to lose. If you have an agenda that it's all about getting the com- – and when I say commitment, getting the, the ring. If your agenda is about getting the ring, you will lose. It will Look, at the divorce rate is 50%, and quite frankly, for those getting married you know, in their 20s, it's more like 70%. So – if you're really in a rush to get somewhere and it's all about that and not about creating partnership, then you're going to lose, most likely. So really, the, the time there is no time limit to creating partnership. We have a lifetime to create partnership. So it depends on where you're, where you're coming from. Is it coming from a need? In other words, you have a desperate need for it, or is it coming from a place of desire? And I wouldn't want you to wait if it's coming from a place of need. A lot of that stuff, I think, really resonates with both of us. And you talked about a lot of it was from the male perspective. And and uh, personally, you know, Sarah and I were together for five years before I proposed. And there's a lot of things going on there. And one of them that you touched on was being secure in your future. And that was something I think that might have been holding me back a little bit is we're all on a journey to find out who we are. But and I was on that journey, but I I wasn't sure where it would lead. And maybe that was sort of my fear of commitment to bring Sarah on that journey. Men struggle with this area because men typically identify themselves with their professional life and who they are. And we also know that being the provider, protector, our caveman instinct is how can we provide for our our mate a cave if we're not secure in where we're at, or at least we don't feel it in that way. So 
I'm going to take it a step further, Chase, because a lot of, you know, what I just talked about was really has to do with career, but I'm going to take it one level further because you said journey, and really it's about, for a man, it's his journey to his purpose. What is his purpose here on this planet? What is he really meant, what is he here and meant to do? And most men identify it with their work, but I want to take it to a whole nother level because I know I'm here to help serve. And I'm here to help serve, in particular, help women heal their past relationships and certainly find, attract love. And along that process, I help them understand men. So I know that's my purpose, and I'm clear on that. Okay? Whether the money's there or not, that's okay, but I'm solid in my purpose. And I think many men in their 20s, in particular 20s and early 30s, don't have any clarity on what their purpose is because they're basically newborn adults. You know, after 18 years old, you just became an adult for the first year of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a time. It takes experience before you're really in a capacity to really know where you're going. Yeah, th- I think that'll really resonate with a lot of people. Um, it's great information. Are there any signs, you know, when you're when you're talking to these women or they're bringing up their stories that uh, the ones that are already in a committed relationship but are looking for that ring, are there any signs that the partner or the man will will not pop the question? Is there anything that the woman can look for that shows that it will never happen? There's Oh, my God, such a great question. Thank you, Sarah. I think right off the bat, a couple signs is he's uncertain. He just lives in a space of uncertainty. It might be, you know, one of the signs might be he's changing jobs all the time. He's not clear on where his purpose is in life. He's not clear on his direction. And And realistically, a man... You know, just like Chase, he needed to feel that space of there's ground underneath him before he can ask the question. If the guy you're with ground is always shaky, chances are he's not going to be in that space of really, and I'm saying authentically wanting to get married. I'm not talking about forced into getting married, okay? (laughs) So I want to say he genuinely, authentically wants to pop the question. Most likely there's a lot of trauma and transition in his life. You know, another thing is he's not an effective communicator. He's not capable of truly sharing his authentic feelings in relationship. And you're not having, like, we conversations. It's always you and me conversations. So one way to determine is are you in that you and me conversations or do you have we conversations? Because at least if you're coming from a place of a we, he's going to demonstrate levels, you know, a level of partnership. But if it's constant power struggles in relationship, then I would be asking myself, why would I even want to marry this man? You know, if he's constantly changing jobs, if he's constantly in turmoil, and you're so fixated on the ring, ask yourself, can he be a great provider for your family and or your children at some time in the future? So I'd say those types of things are good signs that he's maybe not ready. And that that brings up a good point because when in the beginning of our relationship, when and not maybe not the beginning, but toward the middle, when I knew that I wanted to marry him, but you know he might not have been at that same point, we did have conversations where he did use we, and so that kind of gave me some hope that maybe he's just not ready right now, but he will be, and that's why I gave him you know that extra time. <laughs> You know, there was a. Stu- I'm going to jump in. There was a study done in England. I believe it was 3,000 couples, and I, I haven't. I want to be candid. I can't find it. I read it once, and I can't find it since. But they interviewed couples between the ages of 28 and 40, 
They said the average length of courtship was two years and seven months before the question was popped. So, you know, and that's between the age of 28 and 40. So I'd say today's average length of courtship is going to run somewhere between two and a half and three years. So anything sooner than that, I, I don't think you've really gotten to know each other and see if you can, I'm going to use the phrase, look through the window of your future. You're both looking through the, looking at the future through the same window. That takes time to develop. And really you've got to overcome some relationship storms so you can build a strong foundation. On that same topic, what are the best ways to address these issues directly with your partners. If you want to stay with your partner, but you're seeing these signs that they're uncertain, but you want to try to make it work, what's the best way to sort of address that with them? I love that question. I'm going to give you a couple techniques. So for those of you listening, get your pen and paper out because you're going to want to write this down. Okay. First off, anytime you want to engage in a conversation, think the following. Conversation not confrontation. Oftentimes when you're anxious to want to say something, you almost come at it kind of confrontational and not conversational. And I can tell you just this one, planting this one seed can make a huge difference in all your communication with anybody you have in your life. Think conversation, not confrontation. Ultimately, when you're, especially with men, if you're going to engage in a conversation with him, you want to think of what's the win-win for both of you and the win-win for him. Because if it's coming from a place of, well, this is the win for me, you know, he's not going to buy in. Men need to know, I don't want to say what's in it for him, but you certainly better come to a place of saying, what's the win for him? What's the win for him to be in this long-term committed relationship? And, you know, I... You know, I'm going to say express your feelings here, but come from the place of how he's going to receive it and not how you want to deliver it. Now, anytime you have a conversation that's of importance, and it's a, let's say it's a touchy subject, I recommend having a, a plan, be prepared, have a plan, and have a purpose. Be prepared, have a plan, have a purpose. Okay? Because... Just jumping in, you know, in other words, be clear before you ever enter into a dialogue, especially if you're going to talk about the topic of marriage. Because if it's just coming from your place of need and it's an agenda, as I said earlier in the call, you're going to lose. Ultimately, what's the real long-term benefit? And he needs to, for a man in particular, he needs to know what that is. What's the long-term benefit for him? You know, other than what's the long-term benefit for your need. I love it. That information is so valuable and and I love how you sort of brought it down to a couple mantras, conversation, not confrontation, be prepared, have a plan, have a purpose. So really great little short things that in in they're valuable I think to couples just not even couples that are looking to get married or waiting to get married just in general in all your relationships. So really love that. So let's say you do have that conversation with your partner and the result is not what you had planned. When okay. when is it time to call quits? When do you you know cut your ties? Well, I think you have to ask yourself. That's a great question too. When you when you cut your losses, so to speak. And I, I, I if you're going to have this conversation and he's adamant, look, I don't want to get married, then you have to ask yourself, what, how important is this need for me? Okay, 
is it something I want or is it something I need? So really be clear on that. If he if he comes from a space is look, I don't want to get married. So because you're you know, if you're doing this in the first six months of a relationship, I think you're putting the cart way ahead of the horse. You know, if this is a relationship that's been together for two, maybe three years, you know, that's a whole different story. Um, ultimately, ask yourself, will this person make a great partner in my life? Will he be a good father for my children? And don't come from a place of projection or fantasy. You have to really look at his character values. So what I would ask, you know, any client who's coming to me, they say, look at this man's values. Does it match your values? Okay? I mean, deep in your heart, ask those questions. Because oftentimes younger women come to me and they're so fixated on the need of marriage and have forgotten all the other important things that make a long-lasting relationship. And if, if that's your agenda, as I said in the beginning, you're going to lose. So do you match in values? I, I think... A fair amount of time in, a, in today's world is somewhere between two and five years to be in a relationship. But again, does, does he meet your values? Can you build a future with this person? Um, but that's a tough one. You know, if you're in constant, okay, here's the other thing. If your relationship is happy, fun, and engaging, and there's regular sex, let me tell you something. Men will nest. N-E-S-T. They will nest. Okay? Sometimes they have to you know, be in a space of loss before they fully commit. And so I'm not suggesting playing games and break up, you know, for men to be in that space of loss. But they have to, some men need to feel that loss before they fully jump in. And you kind of have to go with your heart on this one. So it's almost as if you need to kind of show them what they have and make them realize it before they actually do. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. One thing I do with my partner, and I highly recommend this in all relationships. In fact, I should have added this when, we, when I said this about the conversation, not confrontation. Whenever we're having a little bit of a you know, challenge our relationship, we express gratitude before we ever begin a conversation. We express five things we're grateful for. But what I highly recommend all couples do is every morning or every night absolutely sit with gratitude express five things that you're grateful for because if the guy you're with can't recite any he's either you know taking you for granted or he's just not grateful and ultimately men who really go the distance are men who look at you and say damn i got the better end of the deal okay that's the guys that go the distance okay there's guys that might go short term that might go married but the guys who go the distance are in a space of gratitude and they're grateful that you're in your life. So I would initiate, and by the way, women are the teachers for us men. Let me add that one. I have learned more about who I am through the women in my life than the men in my life. Because there are very few role models for most men to really tap into their hearts. So my girlfriend was the one who started this. We started to express gratitude, and I jumped in. If the guy you're with is resistant, then I guarantee you he's not grateful to be with you. I love it. I think that's that's great information and something uh, we actually started doing a while ago. I had read it somewhere about expressing gratitude and not even just in a relationship. I think it's important, but just in life and, and being thankful for, for what we have, but certainly with uh, your significant other as well. So really great information. Thank you. 
Is there another common reason that couples struggle in their relationship that you deal with or that uh, the people you work with deal with? You know, God, there, there's, it runs the gamut. You know, I truly believe, piggybacking what I said before, that gratitude and being that space of appreciation is an absolute must, and it has to be a daily practice. It has to be a daily practice. Ultimately, one of the other core issues I see is that, you know, we're, neither men or women are accepted for who they are. Okay, accepted it, who they are in their core. One of the things I love about my partner is she accepts me in my places of shame. Okay, the place that I'm, my little boy comes out is in fear, and she accepts me in those places. She doesn't judge me for it, and certainly doesn't put me in shame, and she doesn't put blame in those spaces. So I think both men and women need to accept each other. Also, we have to, you know, and I recommend accepting the entire package because there's going to be things your partner does that drives you effing nuts, okay? It might be as simple as, you know, not putting the toothpaste cap on, or it might be that he likes putting the forks down and she likes putting the forks up in the dishwasher. Absolutely. You know, it could be little things like that, and yet some couples will make a mountain out of a molehill, and I call this the price of the whole package. And that's accepting a person for who they are, not in their perfections, but in the spaces of where they're imperfect and loving them in those places where there's difference or even their imperfection. Because if we come to a space like that, we can solve any problem. But if the relationship is built on, you know, remember I said me and, and you and me and it's not a we and you're not, and it's constant power struggles, you know, none of this is going to matter. You will get in a divorce. You know, you could be pushing the agenda of marriage all day long, but it will end in divorce. And that's what's more important is to creating a healthy partnership and not getting the ring on your finger. I'm sorry. I'm going to be blunt about that. Create a healthy partnership, then choose marriage. Yeah, I don't think you have to apologize because you'll save a lot of people a lot of trouble. <laughs> and if you do that early in your relationship, and that's such valuable information, uh, all of these golden nuggets in here that that are really take home to apply to uh to relationship to make it successful from the beginning thank you so now we are going into the uh his and her round where sarah and i will each ask a question that's on our minds sarah you're up okay jonathan um so i know you work with a wide range of ages um from women over their 40s and over what would you say the main difference that you find in men in their 20s versus men in their 40s mm, god i love that question you know i have a 17 year old son and in a few few months he's going to turn 18 i realize that when he's 19 he'll be a one-year-old adult <laughs> uh, one year where he's actually on his own. No parents to look up. And think about it. You know, 10 years earlier, he was really a baby practically in diapers. So we look at men as 18 as being adults, but really their intellectual adulthood or their emotional adulthood at age 19 is one year old. So how can we look at a man who's 24, 25, 26 and really consider him an adult at an emotional level and certainly an experiential level? You know, we learn through our mistakes. We learn through our experiences. So someone who's 40 has a lot more life experience than a man in his 20s. And I just look at that as two different, you know, in the scheme, especially in dating and relationships, 
men in their 20s are more fixated on building their purpose and their passion and their career. And chances are they're not ready for foundation to build a, a you know, long-term marriage until they've started hitting their 30s and mid-30s. That's why you see so many men you know, waiting till this period of time to getting married versus in their 20s. And men in their 40s, this is what happens to them. Their blueprint of the way they thought their life was going to be collides with their reality. Their blueprint collides with their reality. And what that really means, we've heard this term before, midlife crisis. Yeah. That's where we thought our life was going to be, and then we wake up and go, shit, excuse me. That's not what it is, okay? Yeah. And, we, and right in that space, and I went through this. I went through this space, and I'm like, holy cow. This is, and now it gave me an opportunity to reinvent my life. Okay, so many men in their 40s go into drugs and alcohol and self-medicate because they're lost. Okay, so you know this is a lot of the conversation I have with my clients is recognizing where this man is really at in his head and in his heart, and help make better choices on who you're going to commit to. That's great information there for comparing the the two different uh, age groups and and kind of where you're at in your life makes a huge difference in in the way you're affecting your relationships. 20-year-old building purpose and then 40-year-old, everything's colliding and you're going into that midlife crisis. So try to avoid the crisis. Yeah. Thank you, Chase. So do men ever have to wait around for women? I know we're talking a lot about women waiting for men, but I'm sure there's some men out there that really want to get married to their girlfriend and they, they may not be getting the signs or their resistance. So do you ever find that? Absolutely. In fact, I you know this often happens when a woman's love attachment style, I'm going to call it love attachment style, is what's called avoidance. And what that means is she comes from a place of not trusting love. So, you know, anytime the relationship gets a little intimate or close, she kind of reverts to her own cave. We're so used to this happening to men, but uh, there are plenty of women who have the same love attachment style um, called avoidant. And there's three love attachment styles. There's avoidant, anxious, which also could be known as needy, and lastly, secure. Almost everybody thinks they're secure, but quite frankly, they're usually one of the two others, okay? Avoidant means you don't trust love, and anxious means you're needy, you know? Um, so you, you, know, you freak out the minute a text isn't returned in a nanosecond. Uh, so I'm sure you're yeah. familiar with that. So for that woman, you know, I think what she needs to feel mostly is a safe place to land. Can you be steadfast? Can you be resolute? Can you be roasting marshmallows outside the cave? when she's in her cave, you know, and she just, all she's really looking for is that you're a strong man. You can hold the space, you know, and whenever she's in her space of maybe even going off, it's, sweetheart, give it to me more. I can take it all. She's looking for that man that can step up and not cower. And if you're a guy who cowers, then she's never going to trust love. I love it. Great information. I love the caveman analogies. (laughs) Thank you. They're great. So now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. Yeah. <laughs> we'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond uh, with even more great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. Sounds we great. love it. Our listeners love it. So, Jonathan, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I'm in it. <laughs> I'm with you. Love it. 
Okay, Jonathan, what's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? I know you mentioned uh, express gratitude daily. Is there anything yeah. else uh, that you can add to that? Oh, my God, I got so much I can add to that, and I'm going to kind of take a take something from my, my beloved's bo- you know, book. Uh, her name is Dr. Sherry Myers, and I'm going to take a, a passage from her book, and that's called The Three A's. Okay, the three A's, and that's attention, affection, and appreciation. Attention, affection, and appreciation. You know, we just talked about gratitude, which is appreciation, but how often, one of the things my sweetheart and I do every day is just, you know, three little kisses in the morning where we look each other's eyes and connect, you know, because she usually gets up a little later than I do, and I'm on my computer. But we give ourselves that space to give each other attention and affection in that moment. And I highly recommend that. And and even when you're saying, you know, let's say you're leaving for work, a 20-second kiss before you take off. But really be present, okay? Not just as a, you know, if you're doing it as a habit or, you know, just to get it over with, it doesn't count. It counts when you're present. So 20-second kiss. I guarantee if you do just a couple of these simple things, you're going to be so much better off than those who don't. <laughs> That's great. I love it, the, the, the three A's. So is there a book or resource you recommend for couples? You know what? I, I, I hesitate to share this, but I want to anyway because you know, I just mentioned a moment ago my sweetheart book. Her name is Dr. Sherry Myers, and she wrote the book Chatting or Cheating. And why this is so prevalent, especially for younger couples, because as I said earlier, for those in their 20s, the divorce rate is even much higher, okay? And what's the causes of divorce? It's usually infidelity or it's money issues. And she wrote a book, Chatting or Cheating, which helps kind of uncover infidelity, but the real nugget in this book is it's the last half of it is all about building a lasting, strong, a fair-proof relationship, it's about building a lasting, long, affair-proof relationship. And so I highly recommend that because you're going to resonate with the beginning part of the book, you know, especially with social media and all the kind of ways we have kind of connections where it's, we're tempted. But boom, she lays it out and, you know, how to have a long-lasting, fair-proof relationship. Awesome. That's great. That's a great resource, and we'll definitely uh, have that available for our readers on idopodcast.com. So, Jonathan, we're getting married this year. Is there any advice that you would give an engaged couple or newlyweds? You know, (laughs) can I be candid? I'm going to say something you're probably not going to expect. (laughs) It's okay. You know, I've often said I think couples should spend a day in divorce court to see what (laughs) marriage is all about. When you're sitting there listening to people, who have claimed their love in the beginning, and now they're they're at each other's arms, you know. I mean, you know, at each other's throats. Excuse me, and really understand what marriage means from the legal perspective, and not just the heart perspective. I know that might seem a little crass and cold, but know what you're getting into. Really know what you're getting into, and really then sit and say, Are we making the right decision right now? Because you don't have to rush it. You know, I mean, I'm a proponent of marriage for those who want to have children, absolutely, but you don't have to rush it. You know, really know that you're looking in the future through the same window. So I know you didn't expect that one, Sarah and Jay, <laughs> but I'm telling you, do it and see what happens. And see if you guys come to appreciate what you're about to do greater 
than had you not done it. Absolutely. I think that's great. And uh, I'm setting up a date right now, Sarah and I, <laughs> next Friday, going to uh, divorce court here in San Diego. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, cool. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, this sounds interesting. If you could give only one piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? You know, I come back to this day in, day out, every day, and that's the word gratitude. And it's not just gratitude for your relationship. It's gratitude for who you are because oftentimes, you know, the greatest challenge in relationship is the 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 me, Okay is that we're not happy. And so it really, the, when we can be in a space of being grateful for who we are as individuals and our partner is grateful for who they are as an individual, and then you tie the two together, you've got a rock star, kick-ass team that can take on the world. But it really starts with gratitude. And start with you first and then bring it to the we. That's great, Jonathan. That's um, some awesome information that I know we can use in our life and our listeners can as well. And we really enjoyed hearing all your advice you'd given us and our listeners today. So let's uh, finish by uh, having you tell us where our listeners can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Again, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. This was fun for me, so I can't wait to hear the podcast. Uh, my website is understandmennow.com, and I'm a dating relationship coach for women, whether you're age 20 or 65. You know, I can help you along the path of attracting love, understanding men, and really creating long-lasting partnership. And in my website, I've got lots of stuff in there, whether it's private coaching, I have group coaching, I have even books on, you know, why men pull away and, and finding love online. So just go to my website, understandmennow.com. Awesome. Thanks, Jonathan. And our listeners can find all the information and links that you've mentioned of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be right there in the archives. And again, Jonathan, we want to thank you so much for taking the time, coming out, giving us your knowledge, and uh, we appreciate it. And again, thank you so much. Thank you both. Thanks, Jonathan. (laughs) Thank you. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com